0: How are you going? Are you well? I really hope so. This is NBA Australia. It's Friday, December 1st. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. And I'm your host, James Clements. A struggling bit figuring it out, James Clements. That's right. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at CodeBet.com.au. Uh, you can see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Code Codebert Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, all the good stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, <laughs> and will be for the foreseeable future, because I can't walk anywhere, so it's not great, uh, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA, while ripping Australia a bit, that's what we do. Weird day today, the Pistons did it, they pulled off a no-nut November, no wins, that's an amazing effort, the Bucks are worried. worry, the Thunder are a wagon. The Lakers. I don't know. Are they any good? <laughs> no one knows. Cleveland gave up the ghost. It was a weird, weird day. We'll talk about all that in the NBA Australia game. Russ, we got that on the made mate. Nomads spot on the night. Better Alonzo Ball. dickhead of the week. Got some yeah Now's the unpopular opinion of the day. Now back take. Yes, we were serving up a flame grill take. There's a Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot, shoot your shot. Light 'em up, award. I'll preview all the games for Saturday and Sunday. There's no games on Monday. It's kinda nice. Means we'll be able to do the weekend rap show early on Monday. And away we go. Uh but we will pick and preview each of those for you. And finish up with a uh, classic cooking with Bainesy. Cause that'd be nice. Alright, let's get into it. Episode what is this? Nine nine six. Ah. Oh, a worry when you remember basically what you were doing. When it's like nineteen ninety six, like, yep. I remember a lot of that. <laughs> it feels like it was about eight years ago. Not nope, it's about 47 million years ago. Anyway, uh, let's get into this one.
1: Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia.
0: out for the shark attack. Ah, you better... I don't know, you better watch out for the attack of... Jeez, Jim, can you walk? Uh, so you might have heard me complain about the Achilles, the heel, and then uh, my fourth and fifth metatarsal's apparently flared up. So I've really been in a lot of pain the last couple of days. Jeez, to the point where x-rays and shit today, she's all right. So hopefully a bit of rest and everything should be all right. But goddamn, in the meantime... It is a bit of a rough one. Hey Jim, is it because you're a fat bastard? Oh, I mean not not mostly. <laughs> I don't think it's helping. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it the way we start every show here at NBA Story with the Daily. Whip around. Uh some weird sort of little bits and bobs today. Maverick Carter uh came out in yeah, this uh Mav Carter, you might remember him. Uh LeBron James, business partner and co. Uh, betting on games, reportedly. Um, he couldn't remember placing any bets on Lakers games. Didn't put bets on for others, apparently. So not LeBron. Uh, interesting. So he was interviewed. Uh, there's this investigation going to Wayne Nicks, who also represented some other former players, like Yasiel Puig, Scotty Pippen, all that sort of stuff. Uh Mav wasn't the target of the investigation, so... And it's kind of weird because, like, the NBA doesn't prohibit... Well, the NBA prohibits players, officials, and league officials from betting. Uh, And I think the Players Association includes agents, but business managers? Question mark. A bit of a weird one. And I think you'll see a little bit more of this sort of pop off in the NBA as well as uh, sports betting becomes much more legal across the state's. The weird thing is, I mean, over there, it's obviously state by state, and they've got 50 of the bloody things. So, yeah. Got me some weird stuff going on. But otherwise, uh, what else do we have today? Andrew Wiggins slammed a car door on in his uh, index finger. Not great. What are you doing, Wiggo? Oh, geez, that one hurt there, E. Because he's Canadian, you see. Uh, so he didn't play today, as you can imagine. Because <laughs> that would have bloody hurt. Uh, Steve Kerr was like, yeah, look, it'll be a short-term injury, hopefully. It's like, all right, how bad did you do it? Apparently not that bad. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic could be back this weekend from his calf injury. Same thing with Kelly Oubre and his weird rib uh, break, contusion, whatever you want to call it, back at the start of November. Looks like he could be back on the weekend. Same thing goes for Trey Murphy for the Pelicans, also back this weekend, hopefully. The Pelicans also do lose Larry Nance Jr. for about a month to six weeks with a uh, reoccurrence of his rib injury, which is not great. Hopefully he's all right. And uh, otherwise, in terms of newsy sort of stuff today, there was just sort of like a couple of other little bits and bobs where, uh, what is it, Stephen Rails is buying a 15% stake in the Pacers at a $3.47 billion valuation, which is just staggering to me that the Pacers could be even close to what the Mavericks are worth. And their valuation, uh, it's a substantially smaller market, obviously, and substantially smaller like media market. So it's a bit strange, but, you know, make your money, I guess, Pacers owners, sure. Herb Simon, just like, yeah, what's up, love this. Uh, otherwise, it's kind of it. You know, LeBron came out and was like, yeah, look, if uh, Bronny, who's now been cleared after his, uh, what was it like, the weird sort of heart condition, he's been cleared. It was like a cardiac uh, issue. And he's going to make his USC debut at some point. LeBron came out and said, yeah, look, if he's doing it on the same day as, a Lake, as the Lakers are playing, I'm going to go watch my son play. Uh, <laughs> he told his teammates as well. He's like, yeah, family over you, It's Just saying. I do not care about you morons. I care about my playing. So, checks out. I'm here for it. Um, what else? It's kind of about it. Some weird sort of stuff today with the Bulls. Feels like they're sort of uh, kicking the tires on trading Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, and DeMar DeRozan there. Levine set out with a right foot problem. DeRozan was a game-time decision. Set out with a sprained left ankle. It did feel very much like the uh, Bulls were like, ah, we just want to see what they look like without our two best players. And the crazy thing was, they won! We'll get to that in the game, wraps. And uh, pretty chaos vibes all over. There was another little bit. Uh, the Thunder and Davis Batans revised his contract. There was a clause uh, where if Davis Bertans played 75% of his games this year. It'll be a $16 million guarantee for next season. Uh, basically, they gave him a guaranteed salary from 5 mil to 5.25 mil next year because they're like, uh, yeah, look, Davis, you're not going to get that, but how about we give you two hundred fifty grand for next year if you just uh, waive that provision, <laughs> which is pretty good. Pretty weird, but I guess it checks out. Right, let's do some game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Weird, awesome day today. Uh, Yesterday's games were very up and down. You might remember me talking about them. Uh, Some of them were very stinky. Today, we had some absolute rips and orders that were very, very strange. And a couple of big upsets, starting with the Blazers beating the Cavs. That's right. Poor Cleveland. Cleveland! Losing 103.95 to the Blazers. Shaden Sharp goes off. The Cavs can't hit Anything, Donny Mitchell stinks up the joint, and it drops the Cavs to ten and nine all of a sudden. And they just look. I think in the preview yesterday for this game, I'm like, yeah, man, they're back to like full strength mostly. It's all going to be good, and it looked like they were going to be fine. They were leading, and then the second half, what do they give up? Like sixty three points and scored forty nine themselves. Not ideal, bro. Not ideal. Uh, Donny Mitchell and Struess combined to shoot two of fifteen from downtown. Blah! And they went seven to thirty-two as a team. It was uh, I would say Je Shade and Sharp, meanwhile, look, he was unreal. He goes four or seven from deep. Uh, and as a team, you know how I always vibe. I'm no math magician, but fourteen to thirty-five from downtown versus seven to thirty-two. If you make double the amount of threes that the opposition makes, you're probably going to win the game. Uh, even with twenty-two turnovers. <laughs> Which is pretty chaotic. Uh, but the Grim Wreather was fantastic. Jeremy Jeremiah. Grant was uh, not great but sharp. They rode him to a win. Blazers, amazing gear, 6-12, and 12, hilarious upset. Good job. The Hornets also upset the Nets. Uh, the Nets were sort of cruising in this, and then they're like not leading at the half. Charlotte is sort of like, hey, we're right here, man. The Nets eked out a lead and then just completely gave up the ghost late. Still had a chance to win it with a Cam Johnson three right at the end and cooked it. Terry Rosé was awesome. He had 37. Again, in the preview yesterday, I was like, look, man, Charlotte, it's basically just Rosé and Haywood and Bridges. I was tempted to take Charlotte, you might remember. Eventually settled on the Nets having, you know, watched Brooklyn kick the shit out of them a couple of times already. Uh, turns out Miles Bridges, Gordon Haywood, wanted to just like not miss too much. Bridges goes 9-15. Hayward, 22-6-6. Talk about a rejuvenation. Jeez. And Rosé had 37 points and 13 assists. It's seven threes. It's just that one random Rosé game. Terry Rosé, Rogier just goes off. Uh, and boom, away they go. They also rejig the starting lineup. They pull PJ Hamilton, Washington. Uh, he comes off the bench. They've got Bryce McGowan's in there as uh, basically the point guard. Next to, what? well, the other, off guard, I guess, next to Rosé. And he was handy. And it meant that PJ Hamilton Washington's 2 of 11 didn't kill him. So that was pretty bloody good. Meanwhile, the Nets shot 49%, only had nine turnovers, and lost the game because the Hornets went 21 of 36 from three. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Four of five from downtown for McGowan's, two of four for Haywood, three of four for Bridges, and the seven. From Rose, just a dagger in your heart. And, uh, you know, mate, keeping an eye on Spencer Dinwiddie and Brooklyn Nets' losses. Oh, geez, Jim, did he have another bad shooting night? They lost. That's right. Three and nine for nine points. Thanks for coming, Spence. Oh, but he had eight assists, Jim. Yeah. And he was still bad. 26 off the bench for Cam Thomas. He's back in a big way. You love to see that. Bridges with 22, 20 for Claxton with 14 rebounds. This Nets team just has these weird games where they give up the ghost and uh, it's the sort of thing where you go, if we had a legit superstar, which is not what Bridges is yet, they wouldn't have these sort of manic attacks every so often where they just sort of go, what are we doing, what are we doing, what are we doing, and just like shit down their leg, you know? They just, they have these weird sort of bouts of, Non-composure, if that makes sense. It's a bit of chaos. If they just had that one sort of more steadying presence, I think that'd be all right. Anyway, that's a bad loss for the Nets at home. They're now 9-9 nine and nine overall, 6-11 and 11 for the Hornets. The Nets completely, completely screwed the pooch. Uh, what else? We had the Pacers' Heat always bet. The over, 132-142. The Heat win this one. Uh, My point going into this was going to be like, oh, geez, how can Miami keep up scoring wise? Well, it turns out pretty easily because they put up 142 and Jimmy Butler scored 36. It was a remarkable 36 because he only, like, he didn't hit a three, did Jimmy Butler? 36 points while going 0 of 1 from downtown is a rarity in today's NBA. He went 18 of 20 at the stripe. That's chaos. 24 for Jaime Hockers as well. 16 for Duncan Robbins. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan because he hit four fucking threes. Uh, Big Buddha Kyle Larry at 15 as well. Caleb Martin with 14. He shot five and nine. Josh Richardson continues his heat culture rejuvenation. It is remarkable that Josh Richardson sucks everywhere else except for Miami. 19 points, four rebounds, three assists. It's stupid. Anyway, they shot fifty-five percent from the floor. That's that Pacers defensive uh, attack right there for you, and the Pacers, led by Tyrese Halliburton, amazing game, career high forty-four, shot the piss out of it once more, fifteen to twenty-eight, six of sixteen. The best point guard in the NBA right now, ten assists. He had twenty-five from eight, no stopping Obi Toppin, thirteen and to nine from Miles Turner, but he went 0-5 from three. What are you doing, Miles? And Buddy Hill goes two of eleven, not great, Bob. Not great, uh, classic indie loss where you can put up 132, give up 142, and this is just the state of your 2023 Indiana Pacers. They are fun as hell, though. Miami put up 45 in the fourth quarter to win this too. Pacers were there all over them, and they just went, ah, oh, fucking all right. We better win this, I guess, and that's what happened. That means the Heat are now 11 and eight, and the Pacers I think dropped to nine and eight. Which, uh, I don't know, last time I checked, 9 and 8's not that great. And uh, <laughs> seriously, they just got super hot late uh, and lit it up. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I think they made 15 of the last 17 shots. So, yeah, it's pretty good. It's the second most in team history in a quarter, The in a fourth quarter of 45. So, not bloody bad, bro. Not bloody bad. Um, Jaime Hawk has had 14 in that quarter, too. So. That
1: dude is. Wicked good.
0: Uh, right. Next game. What do we have? Knicks-Pistons. This was closer than it should have been. 118-112. The Pistons kind of... Like, Knicks kicked the shit out of them early. Pistons just sort of climbed their way back into it by the end of the half. And it was like, hang on a second. We're tied up here. What's going on? And the Knicks just, you know, actually go into the fourth down. But Brunson and Co. settle them down. Uh, get the win. In pretty chaotic fashion. Because you had Cade Cunningham, played pretty well, 31 points, 8 assists. Killian Hayes goes 10 of 13 for 23, 3 and 4. 17 off the bench for Sasser, he at 5 threes. Alec Burke stinks. Jaden Ivey had fouls really, really quickly and just got benched by Monty. And uh, Jalen Durant, 10 and 12 including the big ceiling, you know, we're still in this, dunk right at the end, <laughs> which they were not still in it. I love a good bit of stat padding, but it was 42 6 and 8 for Jalen Brunson that led the way. It's seven threes. And uh he and Randall just put him to the sword. Randall goes 12-21, 29-10-8 for uh Julius. More bad, man. More bad. Two of ten shooting for uh Emmanuel quickly, but it was okay. It was okay. Uh they went sixteen to forty one from deep and held them off. Good fourth quarter. They needed it too. Because the Pistons were hanging around, not wanting to drop 16 straight. But in the end, you know, they lived up to their pure potential, the Pistons. It became one of the rare teams to lose every single game for an entire month. Just remarkable gear, really. Um, But yeah, Knicks were down two going into the fourth. Quickly and Hart got them up very quickly. Nice. Uh, RJ Barrett woke up. They got back down though. RJ kept them sort of floating around. bomb the Vincenzo oh, hit a uh, big three, heart hit a big layup, and they sort of didn't look back too much from there. And uh, it was like that moment. I think it was in the middle of that fourth. They were like trading threes, and you are like, "God damn!" And the Knicks going to lose to the Pistons, and the Pistons going to pull off like the uh, the surprise win and. They just sort of settled it off down the stretch, stretch between Randall hitting some weird shots and Brunson getting the line. So, good win by the Knickerbockers. They're 11-7. The Pistons, of course, 2-17, and 17, and they are bad. Uh, the Wolves beat the Yaz 101-90. <clears throat> Carl anthony Towns with a 32-11. and 11. Uh, Yeah, the Yaz are bad. We know that. John Collins, that's our tall cocktail. Just having a shit year in a jazz uniform. Three of twelve for him today. Nine and twelve. but just the rest of this team, like Keontae George goes four of nineteen. Brutal. Uh, you got Sex Man coming off the bench, you got a Linux coming off the bench, you got Kessler coming off the bench and THT. And as a team, they go 37% from the floor. You got a really inexperienced starting lineup with uh, John Collins as the veteran. Simon from Oh, I mean, you're at seven. Ok, Baji and Keontae George. It's just not really put in the position to succeed. You feel, you know, without Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson out there, without Lowry out there, it's just like the Jazz. Uh, this might have been. I mean, the year to tank was probably last year, but they did get Keontae George, so they're fine. So now they're tanking again. Anyway, they're six and thirteen. This was a bad game. They're bad. Nineteen turnovers. The Wolves are awesome. Where were they, Jim? At home. What did that mean? They won because they're now nine and one. Uh, Towns, as I mentioned, thirty-two and eleven with four assists. He was great. Four or seven from deep. Uh, no Ant Man resting that sore sort of hip back that he hurt the other day. Fifteen and thirteen for Rudy Gobert. that way. He had three blocks and caused all sorts of havoc. Twenty for Nikki Alexander Walker with five steals and two blocks. That was awesome. And uh, away they went. Pretty handy, easy win for the Wolves. With Ant-Man, you want to play the Jazz with that real sort of small and uh, not great starting lineup. So the Jazz, 6-13. and 13. Wolves move to 14-4. and 9-1 and one at home. Thunder beat the Lakers. That's right, the Lakers. The Lakers stink! They really do. Apparently, when they're not playing like the Pistons. It's getting a bit weird. The Lakers sort of going, oh, is this a good team? Oh, yeah, well, we better not beat them. Like, they beat the Cavs, what was it, last week. Outside of that, they've beaten the Jazz, the Rockets, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Blazers. They beat the Suns. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Magic really early on in the season, and they beat the Suns as well right at the start of the season. It's uh, a bit weird because in the last week and a bit, they've lost to the Thunder the Sixes and the Mavs, you know what I'm saying? Lost to the Kings, just don't know if the Lakers are any good. <laughs> 11 and 9. Uh, Anthony Davis stepped up, but still got outplayed. It felt like by Chet AD at 31 and 14, shot 11 of 18. He went 0 of 1 from downtown, and this has been pointed out. It's like, I uh, remember when Anthony Davis used to make threes? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, Jim, when was the last time that happened? Well, it was now a little while ago, you see. Because uh, your man, Anthony Davis, quite literally has not made a three all of November. Talk about no nut November for your Pistons. How about no three November, no nut November for AD? Literally has not hit a three since the 30th of October. He's hit three all season, and that's it. It's weird. Anyway, uh, LeBron James had 21, 12, and 6, but felt very... Like, watching this game, you like... He is not really suiting himself on this one. He had five turnovers, only shot twelve times, but he had all the like he had four threes. And you're like, yeah, he must be feeling it, but it was just it lacked the rest of the sort of attacking LeBron vibe. Uh, D'Lo had 16 on 13 shots. He had 10 assists. Good D'Lo game. Reeves had 14 two and three. It was like not much else there though. It was like touring the Red Bull Prince goes two of seven. Christian Wood went one of six. And it sort of sank them because they just – they got up early and then OKC absolutely fucked them up in that second quarter. Uh, Outscored them, I think it was like 19 and never really looked back. Chet was unreal. He only had the 18, 5, and 1 with a couple of steals, but just like the way that he was like going at AD was amazing. 33 for SGA. Again, we've talked about this before. The passing of the torch, like literally watching it, like SGA going – uh, look, I know this uh, used to be your league, LeBron. But look, get out of the way, old man. You know, thirty-three, four, and seven. He was amazing, eleven of eighteen sh- shooting from the floor. Giddy up, the wheat bix kid. Uh, maybe no longer. Uh, fourteen and eight with one assist and one steal. Outside of that, though, just Case and Wallace getting to ten points. Isaiah Joe hitting ten points, and just both of them hitting a couple of threes. The Thunder shooting fourteen of forty-two from downtown. Like that's all they kind of need to do a lot of the time. If they get just enough threes to drop, everybody in the starting lineup hit a three, including Gids. He went two or five. And when they do that, they look fucking unbeatable. So 133 to 110. OKC moved to 12 and six. The Lakers are 11 and nine. Then we had the funniest game of the day. The Bulls beating the Bucks. What? That's right. 121-13. Vooch goes off with 29 and 10 and six assists. As I mentioned earlier, they didn't have Levine or DeRozan, the Bulls and came absolutely flying out of nowhere in that third quarter and ruined the Bucks. Just ruined him. Patch was incredible. You know I love shitting on Patch Williams. He had just a couple of huge buckets down the stretch where we're like, where did you come from? You've not been very good <laughs> all game. You've barely been like an offensive threat and then hits like two massive buckets. Caruso obviously hits like the uh, the game-tying three to send it to overtime uh, when the Bucks should have fouled. Great job, Adrian Griffin. Just amazing coaching once once more. But Kobe, Kobe White was amazing, uh, and this Bucks team. Yeah, if you're not going to play defense against a team without its two best players, they might still beat you. That's what happened. It was crazy. Uh, 18 and 13 for Dame Lillard. He shot seven of 16. Just never got into any sort of a role. He had seven turnovers with 13 assists. Iana Santacompo, 26-14-5, and five, with five blocks and five turnovers. The block that he had late, which was just absolutely out of this world, world, he says, uh, blocked the shit out of Patch's game-winning attempt uh, in regulation, then hit two free throws to go up three at the end before Caruso puts on the Caruso show and ties it all up. Like, Kobe White hit a dagger three, where you're just like, what is happening here? And then the Bucks came flying back. Beasley ends up with 19, hit five threes. Lopez hit six threes and had 20. But for them to lose this game is particularly egregious. And it sort of shows, like, fighting Bobby Portis, fighting around the world. If he has, like, a kind of crappy game, Dame has a kind of crappy game, and Middleton has, like, a slightly crappy game. He went three or ten for his nine points. Yeah, the Bucks. It's a bit gross. Because, like, the Bulls, it was like the 29, 10, and six for Vooch. You're like, all right. Sure, <laughs> he was doing everything. He shot 11 and 21, hit a couple of threes. Kobe, Kobe White had 23 and 7. You know I love him. 4 of 11 from deep. Caruso with the Caruso, 11 and 5. He had seven turnovers, but stepped up when it mattered. Oh, Desunmu as well. 14 6 and 3 steals. 14 6 6 and 3 steals, sorry. Was unreal. And then off the bench, he had Tory Craig with 10, Andre Drummond with 10, Jevion Carter with 11. The 14 rebounds for Andre, too. Like, it is a ridiculous outcome for this Bulls team to turn around and beat the Bucks after what we've seen from them recently. And it is more of an indictment about how shit this Bucks team has been, which I'll get to again in a second in year. NAS, But, wow. 6-14 uh, and 14 for the Bulls. The Bucks dropped to 13-6. That was just... What are you doing? Uh, Hawks beat the Spurs... Trey Young gets 45 points and the game-winning taken charge. That's a stupid sentence, and I hated it, but I'll pay it. You know, Deandre, Hannah, uh, Sadiq, Big Deke Bay, Clint Capella, they all had, what, 12s and 13s between them. 24th to Junte Murray, 14 off the bench for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Onyeka Okonwu with 11, so you got seven players in double figures. Trey drops 45 and 14 with only two assist, uh, two turnovers. He was incredible. And they sort of just held them off right at the end, the Spurs. Jeremy Sohan going for the game, tying, like, layup. Trey jumps in front of him. It did take Atlanta coming from behind to win this game. And I uh, tell you what, when Benyama took a three, if you'd bet on him to make two threes, uh, that last miss... There's one that I'll break your hat. I'll tell you that much. Is that you, Jim? Yeah, it was. (laughs) It's stuck. It really, really wasn't a great one. Um, Because I think I had him for a couple of threes. Yeah, and he missed two, I think, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. No, he missed three. Fantastic. Uh missed missed that last one, but um, yeah, great come from behind win by the Hawks. Like that point, I think it was the Capella alley-oop that put them up two after Sohan had like a sick dunk. Sohan was awesome in this game. I'll get to him in a second, but the way Clint Capella is like, uh, let me go at uh, the big Frenchman. Ah, huh? I shall do some damage. It's like, okay, Clint Capella, you do you, and he did. Um. Awesome game. Weird game. Go back and watch this because it was just back and forth. The Hawks, this is the thing. When I did my pick yesterday, the Hawks, it's like, oh, look, their defense is shit, but they should have no problems outscoring the Spurs. Their defense was that bad, they let the Spurs stick around. For Sohan to have 33 points, 8 rebounds and 6 assists is just chaotic. Uh, Wemby goes for 21-12 and with 4 blocks. Calden Johnson had 22-11. and Like, Devin Vassell, 25 points off the bench. Justin Champagne with 15. I brought the Champagne. Uh, they shot 54% basically from the floor of the Spurs. They allowed the Hawks to shoot 51 and 42.4% from three. It was chaotic. They had 21 turnovers, though. If you have double the amount of turnovers of the other team, you're in trouble. And for the Hawks to still only win this by two is pretty funny. Uh, but a good win in the end, obviously, for the Hawks. They move to 9-9. and The Spurs continue losing. We'll talk about them in a second. They're and 3-15. And then the final game of today, hilarious Clippers-Warriors game. Obviously, no Andrew Wiggins because, uh, bang, hurt me fingy. I oh, hurt my fingy. Warriors 120, Clippers 114. Paul George, 15 points, 10 assists, shot 6 of 18. The weird thing about Paul George is it feels like, apart from Russell Westbrook's output, He's almost suffered the most since uh, James Harden has sort of entered the fold. He had a 34-point game against the Pelicans like a week ago. Backed it up with 25, nine, and four. Since then, has gone two of 13 and then seven of 18 in the last couple of games. And you're like, um, uh, yeah, could you use some more good, Paul George. Just shame, just saying. Kawaii. <laughs> had the 23 and seven, but this is the sort of game against a uh, Warriors team without. You know, Andrew Wiggins. They're starting Moody, Thompson, and Steph, and you're like, yeah, Kawhi. You should be asserting yourself. You too, Paul George. And they just never could. Like Draymond was at his like annoying best. He had 13, five and five, but they could never really get going. Rusty, he had at 14, eleven and six. Harden with 18 points, hit five threes. He had seven assists, only one turnover. But goddamn, there's just something off with this Clipper team, and I hate it. Because I did pick them. (laughs) So, yeah. Bit of a rough one. This is a Warriors team coming off like a chaotic, awesome Sacramento uh, game the other day and beat the Clippers pretty easily, you know? It's like, okay, no problem. The Clippers, what are you doing? They're like, we don't really know, Jim. We just don't know. Because this is horrible. There's no other way to put it. This is horrible. There's no. It. Like the Clippers lose to the King, uh beat the Kings, then lose to the Warriors yesterday. Um, yeah, just a weird mix. Just show us something, a little bit of consistency, please, Clippers. They're like, nah, man, can't do it, bro. Uh for the Warriors, Clay got hot in the second half, ends up with twenty two points, save their bacon. Uh twenty six, seven, and eight for Steph, 13, five and five for Draymond, thirteen for Moody Moses Moody Moody Mosey, and uh, come bucket Kaminga six and three. 13-5-5 five five for Dario, the homie Saric. But Emschke was not bad as well. 13-8. Just, I love his poise. That dude is poised. Huge win for the Golden State Warriors. They needed it. 121-14. They moved to 9-10. The Clippers dropped to 8-10. Weird setup, but here we are. Right, let's do an NBA Australia-approved performance of the night. <laughs> nice. That's a knife. Like, Brunson was awesome. 42, 6, and 8, goes 13 and 24, hits 7 and 12 from 3, carries the Knicks. But really, you're playing as the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> so, you yeah, duck some style points there. The same sort of thing goes for Trey Young. He had 45 points and 14 assists. 14 uh, assists and, like, what? Three turnovers, two turnovers? It's awesome. He shot 2 and 9 from downtown, four rebounds, a couple of steals. Very, very good. You've done very well, Trey. I'm very proud of you. And the way that he sort of did it, and to get the game winning sort of, I mean, drawn charge, it is absolutely that's not a knife. That's the absolute dagger, but it's such a Trey Young way to do it. Taking a charge. Gross. Uh, Halliburton with the 44 in a losing effort, Rose with the 37. As they sneak past the Nets. I mentioned him earlier, but the SGA 33 point outing against the Lakers was just absolutely fantastic. 11 of 18, he goes. Uh, one of four from deep. He had seven assists as well. And the Jimmy Butler 36 point game with zero threes is just incredible. So I kind of want to give it to Butts and SGA because. Not smashing in a million threes and still hitting those, like, absolute chaos heights of point scoring is very hard in today's NBA. Like, Brunson hit seven threes. Rosé hit seven threes. Halliburton hit six threes and that uh, all today. Cat hit four of seven. You know? So, good on him. Loved it. They're going to get the NBA Australia approved performance of the night because fucking yes, mate. They deserve it. Uh, who was Spot of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud,
1: Spud, Spud,
0: Spud, night. Spud of the night. Scoot Henderson, uh, we don't usually give the rookies the old Spud of the night, but uh, geez. Ah, getting a little worried, one of eight. 0-5 from deep. Yeah, not great. Not great, Bob. Uh, but we also had, what, 0-5 for Q Grimes today, 0-4 for Kenrick Williams. Yeah, the uh, Alec Burks just looked fucking horrible out there today. 0-3. Uh, if he hits a shot, they might win that game. But outside of that, you had Chetty the Jetty Osmond go for 1-7, 6 each for Christian Wooden, JHS, uh, Jalen hood Shafino for the uh, Lakers, and then, again, another rookie, PJ Hamilton-Washington. Uh, no stranger to the spud of the night, you know, neighborhood, 2 of 11. I think he said the record last year for the uh, worst spud outing, so not bloody bad. And Keontae George, again, rookies, you don't want to throw him on there, but 4 of 19, it's just like, yep, yeah, just keep on shooting, buddy. And he's like, okay, <laughs> not a problem. Yeesh. And John Collins, 3 of 12. So some pretty spud-worthy efforts today. Among some of the uh, big, 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 big performances. But really, it it could have been worse, you know what I'm saying? So, good job, everybody. For me, though, the biggest spot of the night today is Donnie Mitchell. He throws out these weird games just every so often, and it's one of those ones where you go, ah, super-duper star Donnie Mitchell against the Portland Trailblazers probably shouldn't shoot 7 of 20 and 1 of 9 from downtown. He had the uh, 6 assists and 4 steals to only 1 turnover. He was a plus 1 in a game that they win by 8. But at no point did it really feel like he was going to control this game. And Garland, his buddy, shot 6 of 18 for 15 points and had 8 turnovers. So that Cleveland, that's right, the Cleveland backcourt. Cleveland! Get the uh, duo spot of the night today, and that also comes up because there was a great breakdown uh, by Basketball Reference talking about the net rating stat with their uh, with the team's two best scorers on the court, and Washington are by far with Kuzma and Poole, the worst duo in the league at a minus thirty-two ahead of like DeRozan and Levine, Ivy and Cunningham, and Co. Uh, a combined minus 32.1 in net rating, which is absolutely incredible. They've had 43 turnovers due to bad passes. They've had 31 shot attempts blocked. They've allowed 122 points per 100 possessions defensively, and they have a value over replacement player, that VORP stat of minus (laughs) 0.3. That is absolutely incredible. So great job. Great job, Kuzma and Paul. It's like the tag team, spuds of the night. I'll tell you what, Donnie and uh, Donnie and Kay, uh, Donnie and Darius Garland would have given a bit of run for their money today, though. Uh, right, let's do a bit of old mate no mates, though. Who's old mate no mates? Old mate no mates. Old mate no
1: mates. Old mate no mates. Old
0: mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Mate, no mate. Mate, no mate. Mate, no mate. Who's got no mates today? I'll tell you what, the Pistons. Um, just them going, ah, oh, bro, man. Not winning in all of November is pretty crazy. But Jaden Ivey basically also copping the benching at the just the behest of Monty Williams going, look, stop doing dumb fouls, stop doing dumb shit. And you're like, all right, you're going to put Alec Burks out there though, Monty? What are you doing, man? Kill me. But joining the 2016 Sixers, the 2010 Nets, like going winless for a month is pretty impressive. So it's a bit of an old mate, no mates moment. Like, to go win this for a month is special. So, great job. The only losing streak longer than the 23-24 Pistons uh, that they have at the moment are the 79-80-80-81 Pistons. They lost 21 straight across two seasons. So, uh, it's the longest single-season losing streak in franchise history, though, now. 16 straight, which is incredible. Uh, panting of the night... Uh, Patch Williams got got by Giannis on the game winner. It was such a good block, but you're probably going to forget about it because the Bucks end up losing that game. Uh, Anthony Davis being blocked by Isaiah Joe, though, was pretty funny. And Chet took him out of the perimeter, cooked him up, crossed him over, leant back for the uh, fadeaway. Bang! AD had a pretty good scoring night, but still just got absolutely smasher on defense. Who was better than Lonzo Ball?
1: Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. you coming for
0: everybody. Coming for everybody. Shade and Sharp. I mentioned that earlier. 29-10-5 in the win over the Cavs. He was awesome. And Jaime Hawkes with the 24 points. That's a career high. He dropped those 14 points in the fourth quarter that was sick. Goes seven of seven from the free throw line, five rebounds. He is just an absolute weapon. Is Jaime Hawkins? You kind of knew it uh, coming out of the draft. It's like, oh, they drafted the perfect heat player. Why do they? Who? How do they keep getting away with this? Is my question. And the NBA teams everywhere else is like, oh, nah, man, but that's cool. <laughs> like, we'll just keep drafting the fucking Jet Howards of the world. Great job, Orlando, just saying. Uh, But Jeremy Sohan as well. Look, I wanted to – I did think about throwing him out there as a honorable. That's not a knife. Uh, But in the losing effort, he had 33 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and was really, really good. A few turnovers, yes, but by the same token, uh, when you say a few few turnovers, Jim, do you mean the five? And I'm like, yeah, I do. He shot 12 of 14 from the floor, 3 of 3 from downtown, 6 of 6 at the free throw line. 33 points also is the line of demarcation of better than Lonzo Ball sometimes because that's Alonzo's career high. So there you go. Today, Jaime Haquez, your man Shaden Sharp, and Jeremy Sohan, all better than Lonzo Ball. All right, what about a uh, – have we got a magic tweet of the day, Jim? What do you think? Have we got a magic tweet? Congratulations to MSU Athletic Director Alan Heller for selecting Jonathan Smith to lead the Spartan football program. Coach Smith, I wish you nothing but success as the head of our program and I want nothing more than to see our young men thrive on the football field and in the classroom. (laughs) Amazing. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. I love that he's, like, congratulating the Athletic Director for choosing a coach. What are we doing, Magic? Magic. You shouldn't just be like, congrats, Jonathan Smith, for being named. That is insanity. I love it. Magic, you're off your rocker, but great job, man. Great job. Thanks for coming. And finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. Uh, well, the Draymond Green Memorial Dickhead of the Week Award this week once more goes to Draymond Green because I don't know how he keeps getting away with it. Uh, There was the stare down of the ref that should have got him booted out of the Sacramento game. Uh, Always yelling at refs. We saw it today again. Uh, The bit where he laid on the ground after flopping against the Kings and getting yelled at by Steve Kerr was absolutely fantastic. Um, He played pretty well today, however. But goddamn, the shit that he gets away with. Like, they would be suspending teching up, booting out literally anybody else. It just sort of goes to show if you set a high, really high bar for getting booted because you're always a dickhead, then it actually works in your favor. You know? It's the same thing if you're going to keep fouling, they're not going to call all of them. That's what Draymond does. If you're always screaming at the refs, they're not going to kick you out every single fucking time. He's broken the system. It's incredible. Great job, Draymond. You are, however... The Draymond Green Memorial, Draymond Green Dickhead of the Week. All right, let's do some y rs right after this.
1: This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kadee. This is Darryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or commonly known as Wertho, and, you and, and, <ics> and you're listening to NBA Australia. Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. 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 You're listening to NBA Australia. You're yeah, listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia.
0: You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to Australia. All right, let's do some yeah. Now nah, it's brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. up. get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Uh, go to mbaaustradio.com slash shop. Uh, you know, click on the socials as well. Plenty of nice photos of the uh, T-shirts, hoodies. The stubby holders are back in stock and the coffee mugs will go up for sale very, very soon. Um, I also forgot to mention there was like a flagrant that went against uh, Draymond for basically wailing on uh, Avicii Zubac's face. And you're like, this... He's a fucking moron. What are you doing? Absolute bellend. i tell you what. Anyway. Uh, right. Let's do some Mianars. We have them there. Uh, the Spurs really, really, really lucky that the Pistons are as shit as they are. Yeah, nah. Yeah. They are. Because I think there'd be a much bigger... Like, it's weird that it's the Pistons and the Spurs, you know? A.K.A. your... Uh, 2,000 and... What was that? Five NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, and you have them both at the bottom of the uh, conferences, essentially. Both on massive, massive losing streaks. But such sort of like irrelevant kind of markets that no one's really giving that much of a shit. But the Spurs would be copying it way more, I think, for wasting Wemby's first season and rolling shit like Sohan was really good today, but again, you saw the turnovers, you saw Wemby being frozen out of points and having to jack up some weird threes here and there, and you're like, oh, man, just get the man a point guard. Meanwhile, the Pistons have a bunch of point guards, a bunch of big men, and fuck all else. It's weird. But yeah, the Spurs are pretty lucky that uh, the Pistons are sucking even more or else there'd be way more of a spotlight on them right now. Just saying. Uh, Dan Josh wrote a good one. He was like halfway through writing, This Bulls and Bucks game is wild. And then he added, uh, He wrote that when the score was 103.96. And then it exploded into absolute chaos. So he then adds, Yeah, nah, can we start to worry about the Bucks? Losing to a Bulls team with no Levine or DeRozan and barely scoring 100 against them sets off alarm bells because it's not an isolated issue. Yeah, nah, yeah. I think every Bucks fan will tell you that it's like, The last few weeks have been worrisome. Like, they have these really good games where it's like, yeah, you can go out and beat the Heat. Uh, But their last couple of wins, what was it? There's been two wins against the Wizards. They beat the Blazers, barely. It took, what, a 26-point comeback to do so? Lose to the Celtics, uh, beat the Mavs at home. It's not exactly like world-beating gear. But at the same time, they're still 13 and 6 and able to sort of start figuring this sort of stuff out while still winning most of their games. It's probably okay. Um, But I'd be pretty worried. Look, the defense is like slowly getting better. They're only giving up 117 points a game at the moment, which is obviously not very good. It is like the sixth worst, I think, in the maybe the seventh worst in the East. So, anyway. The offense, at least, is still flying at 120.5, which is ahead of, like, Philly, Boston, uh, behind, basically, what, the Hawks and the Pacers. So, not bad, bro, not bad. But I am a little bit worried (laughs) because if Dame doesn't, like, you know, shoot the piss out of it, they tend to lose. That's not ideal. Not ideal. Uh, Last little one. Is it okay for LeBron to piss off the Lakers if his son's playing, you know, making his debut at USC? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Buddy, hell yes. I it's awesome. If your kid has like a cardiac or like uh issue and stuff like that, and then is, you know, cleared to actually play competitive division one basketball again, fuck yeah, he should be there. Ahead of your job. Just take an RDO, right? <laughs> I'm sure LeBron's got that built into his contract. Uh unpopular opinion of the day.
1: Now look at my please.
0: I'm not so, I don't know if this is that unpopular, but the Adrian Griffin thing bears closer scrutiny, doesn't it? Like, we knew we had a few problems once Terry Stotts was like, yep, fuck this, I'm out of here. I don't need this shit in my life. Fuck it. Uh, And then props at least to Griffin for when the player's like, yo, your defensive scheme is fucked. We hate it. And we're getting killed. And he's like, all right, then let's fucking change back. We'll play Brook in much more drop coverage. And it's unleashed Brook way more. That's good. It's slowly getting there. But it's just shit like, I don't know, you're up three. Foul. Don't let Caruso get a fucking shot. Just dumb shit like that. And I think my unpopular opinion of the day is, yeah, I'm always all about fouling up three. Like, get the win. Just get the fucking win. Like, you don't win for style points, you know what I'm saying? You win for winning. That's what you get. You get a W when you win. It doesn't matter if it's by a point or by three. And uh, the Bucks cost, cost themselves a win today, so a bit of a rough one. Uh, how about a bit of an Outback tokehouse? It's Friday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, four-for-one TGIF oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right. It's Australian for beer and definitely not horse piss in a can. That's right. No prick in Australia drinks this horse piss. I mean, beer. But you can get four-for-one oil drum cans full of icy cold lager. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... Zach Levine for James Harden. Who says no. Only at Outback. I am actually way more here for this than I probably thought. Like, the Bulls were one of those few teams where every time I think about it, you're like, yeah, they're one of the ones that could probably use a bit of James Harden playmaking. Because it didn't really feel like that was the one thing the Clippers really needed. Uh, Levine as like a scoring third banana behind Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kind of feels like it fits in my brain a little bit nicer. And it feels like he can also kind of play next to Rusty. I don't know. What do you reckon? Let us know. And send in any other, any other fake trades you want me to talk about and use as a yeah, no, Because, uh... We're getting to that point. We've got two more weeks until uh, all hell breaks loose and we can start trading MFs. You know what I'm saying? All right. Let's take a quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after,
1: let's say, this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia.
0: All right, Australian Player Watch. Tell you what. Josh Giddy, not too bad today, as I mentioned. He had a 14-8 uh, sort of game. Shot 5-10 from the floor in only 21 minutes in the big win over the Lakers. 2-5 from downtown, which is much more heartening, and 2-2 two two at the line. Very, very nash. Also had the steal. The assist numbers have dropped last couple of games. He had one this game, one last game. He had eight the game prior to that. And it does feel like, you know, he's being used slightly differently a lot of hockey assists and sort of gear like that, which is kind of good. But You'd like to see the counting stats just sort of just jump up a little bit, wouldn't you? I mean, I do. That's what I want to see. <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously no Paddy Thrills, Buddy Mills, in that Hawks game against the uh, San Antonio Bandera Spurge. Hopefully Paddy uh, hanging out back in his old hood of San Antonio was much more like a, a, a pop. Do you reckon you can trade for me, Buddy? Because I fucking hate it here in Atlanta. And it would be well within his rights to do exactly that. Just saying. Uh, what else do we have? We had the Portland Trailblazers. We had Ozzy Maddie T and the Great Barrier Reef. Both have pretty good games. Ozzy Matty T had 10 points, two rebounds, and a steal in 24 minutes. He went 4 of 8 from the floor and 2 of 5 from 3. Ozzy Matty T crushing it. And the Grim reef the Great Barrier Reef himself, do up! Ba ba doo it up ba yeah yeah four of five from the floor the doop, the grim wreather three of four from downtown bang two of two at the line ends up with thirteen points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal and a block. He was everywhere there was a plus fourteen, again outplaying DeAndre the Flog Aten. Love to see it. It was bloody good. Uh, obviously, no Box Hill Benny yet for the uh, Brooklyn Nights. Hopefully, he comes back soon. And uh, I believe that is it for the Aussies, because we had uh, no Jinglin' Joe Ingles or the Rooster in action today, uh, nor the Mavericks, so Greeny and him up. Uh, and the Pelicans didn't play, so no vacuum. All right, let's do a Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. He threw it- <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm
0: healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shooter's shoot. Shoot your shot. Light 'em up award. <laughs> oh, that drop gets me every time. Uh, I mentioned we had some big three-point shooting nights today. Uh, seven for Jalen Brunson. Seven for Terry Rozier. Six for Big Brook Lopez. Six for Tyrese Halliburton. Champagne went 5 of 8 Beasley hit 5 of 15 Sasser goes 5 of 7 as well and of course there's a little bloke by the name of Steph Curry, doesn't mind shooting a 3 or 2 uh, and today, goes 26 points 8 assists, 7 rebounds only hit the three threes and you're like, oh geez, it's shit for Steph isn't it? It's like, well I mean it's fine <laughs> he went 3 of 9 that's pretty bloody good but it is, there was a great stat, that's 261 straight regular season games with at least one made three. The last time he didn't make a three in a game was five years ago. That is some very impressive shooting, I'm just saying. All right, the Patty Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day Twitter jerk in. We actually got a Patty Mills IG update. Thank the Lord. I love it. Thanks, Paddy. Uh, he also had a ball of Pat signing autographs and taking pics of Spurs fans. Uh, a repost from uh, Belly Sports Southwest or whatever it is. Patty played ten season, won the 2014 championship with the San Antonio Spurs. So everyone's loving him. That's great to see. And uh, they had somebody else post out, look who's home. And it's Patty with a fucking smile on his face for the first time, and it feels like forever. So I will... Uh, Take that one, and I'm absolutely stoked on it. Uh, So Patty also then posted out, I think it was on, oh, shit, it must have been Twitter then. Was it Facey or Twitter? It was him and his uh, awesome coffee. Yeah, there we go. Sweet as. He's uh, tweeted out, I'd like a large cup of get shit done. That's right. So in the league fits one, he's holding his Starbucks coffee, and it says a cup of get shit done. I mean, it's a weird thing to order. Starbucks order is yours. Right, right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks inadvertent, Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How are you feeling? Look, to be honest, the painkillers pain and anti-inflammatories I got today from the docs uh, have definitely helped. I'm not sitting here just in sort of, you know, the constant excruciating pain. It's just much more of a sort of dull ache, which is good. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, Jesus, it's not ideal. We got massacred on the picks today. Uh, absolutely massacred because the big favorites that I felt pretty comfortable with yesterday uh, of the likes of Cleveland against Portland, they lost outright. They were 10.5-point favorites. Even Indy could not take it up to Miami. That didn't cover. Brooklyn lost outright. The Knicks did not cover against the Pistons. The Lakers did not cover against the OKC. The Bucks did not cover against Chicago. Minnesota did, and nor did the Clippers. So I've literally gone one-far today, which is... Worst result against the spread for a long time—one of eight. That is just an absolute Barry Crocker shocker of a day. I will tell you that much. Uh, how did it happen? Well, it's just weird because when you've got really massive underdogs like Chicago coming out of nowhere, uh, Charlotte, and of course Portland, like that's pretty pretty brutal, obviously. Uh, the Knicks not covering a big spread against Detroit. Like, Detroit have done that a couple of times this season, but you thought against the Knicks on a back-to-back, they wouldn't really be able to step it up. They did. Uh, Indy not being able to keep pace with Miami was a bit of a surprise. So, look, the process was all okay. The results were fucking pretty bad. So, anyway, bit of a rough one. You get done of the big jobs, though. Tomorrow's games, however, we have some rippers. There are some really good ones this weekend, especially. So, without games on Monday... Uh, we'll tape our NBA Australia weekend wrap you know, a little bit earlier and wrap up all the Sunday games, Saturday and Sunday games for you. Uh, but tomorrow we've got Washington at Orlando. We're going to get the Magic minus 11.5. The thing is, obviously, with a big line like that, you're sort of like, oh, geez, are you a bit, a bit worried about like the backdoor cover and Washington putting up cheap points late? Yeah. But Orlando's defense is also pretty good. So hopefully they're up by 19 and it doesn't matter. Uh, the Magic are really, really good. Washington stink, obviously, so give me the Magic Men minus 11.5. Philly go to Boston. Uh, they are plus 6.5, which I like Philly in this one with the Celtics missing the extreme Emile, and sort of having like that weird, funky rotation all of a sudden. As long as Embiid plays, I'm okay with actually taking the sixes to cover that line in Boston. Well, we could have a really close, fun game, right? Boston win it by four, or Philly win it outright. If I'm going to get that, get those points for Philly, I'll take the plus six and a half. Thank you very much. Knickerbockers go to Toronto. After what we saw from the Knicks today, I'm going to go to the Raptors minus two and a half between Siakam, OG, Denny that and Scoob. The Knicks were really good today. Down the stretch, just making sure they took care of business. But really, it was the Brunson and Randall game. So I think Toronto can probably win that. So give me the two and a half. Memphis, they go to Dallas. Dallas are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, that offense should be able to do plenty of damage to the Memphis defense. Look, we know that the Dallas defense is not much shop as well, but Memphis aren't exactly a barn burning offense themselves to keep up. So we'll take Dallas minus nine and a half. New Orleans hosting San Antonio. The Pelicans are 13 and a half point favorites, but the Spurs on a back-to-back. It feels very, very, very like they might not cover this. With with the Pels, with CJ McCollum back, the defense, the deepness of that team, I think they'll be way too good and should win this one very handily. So even though that's a really big line, 13 and a half, with the Spurs on a back-to-back, I'm going to take the Pelicans at home to cover. Hold your nose and just go, yeah, that's a smashing. And then Denver Phoenix. Amazing. Nuggets in four. Nuggets in four. <laughs> to flip that around. Uh, I think you'll see the Joker jamming Jamal Murray. Joker is just going to love trying to kick the crap out of the Bosnian big. Yes, hello. And uh, the Nuggets should roll Phoenix. Minus two and a half. You've got MPJ. Uh, Depending on if Aaron Air gordons back to help check KD. You've still got Jam, Jamal Murray and KCP to throw it. The likes of Booker. I like Denver. I like their depth. Now the Jam, Jamal Murray and Joker are back in the lineup uh, to take care of Phoenix. That'll be pretty fun. Minus two and a half. Sunday, we've got Warriors at Clippers. It's another awesome, weird Chris Paul bowl. We just saw this game. I like the Clippers at home to actually win that one. Uh, the Warriors... Just still look at home today. They look pretty good in that win over the Clips. But the Clips are in an extra little bit of day of rest. I think that will be too good. Minnesota at Charlotte. The Wolves are too big, too good. Uh, the poor, 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 poor Charlotte Hornets in this game. Like they got a little bit of size with Mark Williams and Co. but Minnesota should feast. Uh, Brooklyn host Orlando. Orlando on a back-to-back, having just presumably beaten Washington the day before. Wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn win that one. Uh... Orlando, even though they're young, a bit of a uh, fun, weird team. Brooklyn with a bit of an extra day rest. Jacques Vaughn against his old team. Look for Brooklyn to win that one. Cleveland go to Detroit. Cavs are going to need a big get-right win on Sunday. Give me Cavs. Miami host Indy again. Pretty weird that we've got the uh, home and home little baseball series. Kind of love it, though. So I'm tempted to go for Indy to bounce back and get a win. But it feels like Miami just sort of had their number today, right? You have Butler. Like, Indy just got sort of sunk by everybody else, whereas you can sort of trust Miami's just system. So I'm going to take the heat. New Orleans go to Chicago. New Orleans would be on a back-to-back, but the Chicago Bulls, after that huge win over Milwaukee, a couple of days off, can they win again? I'm going to say probably <laughs> because... <laughs> The Pelicans, look, they'll probably rest Zion on the back-to-back. Uh, Spindles, they'll probably rest, obviously, CJ, so I'll take the Bulls in that one. Milwaukee host Atlanta. That's a fun one. Go the over in this, considering the state of the Milwaukee defense. I'll take the Bucks to win it, though. OKC okay, at Dallas. That is a great game. SGA versus Lucas. Sign me up. I'm going to take the Thunder to win that one in Dallas. Uh, With the Mavs on a back-to-back having played the Grizzlies the day before, the Thunder should come in a little bit fresher. Phoenix hosting Memphis. I'm going to take the Suns with both teams on a back-to-back. Phoenix stayed at home. The Suns play against Denver at home. Uh, Even if they sort of start the B team, they might have enough for uh, Memphis. Portland go to Utah. Yeesh. I'm going to take the Blazers. They're just playing better basketball at the moment between Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, Brogdon, and co. I Probably have a little bit too much for this weird Utah team at the moment. Denver-Sacramento. Denver runner back-to-back against the Kings in Sacramento. Fire's a loser! We're going the Kings. And then finally, the Lakers host Houston. On the last game on Sunday, this should be actually a bit of a cracker. Uh, You do have a Lakers team back home after a pretty rough road trip. I think they can win this. Remember, Houston are very, very, very bad away from Houston. (laughs) To the point where it is, in fact an 0-7 road record for the Rockets I will take the Lakers Uh, AD versus shang should be good but away we go and then on Monday as I mentioned we have no games because we're setting up basically for the in-season tournament knockouts across Tuesday and Wednesday Uh, so we will set you up for those games on Monday so on Tuesday we've got Boston Indy New Orleans Sacramento and Wednesday we've got the uh, Knicks, Bucks and Suns Lakers so that should be awesome can't bloody wait but that's it for the week and for today. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Probably an earlier show than usual because there's no games on during the day. So I'll just tape the show and bang it up. That'll be fun. We'll set up those Tuesday knockout games. Boston, India, that's going to be great. Pelicans, Kings, fuck yes, hook that to my bones. Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Astro on Twitter. Face the IG, we over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Chopping it up each week about the NFL as well. Had a really fun Dallas-Seattle game today. Uh, get around NBAstro.com slash shop and get your merch, get your merch, and chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app, would ya? Come on. I want to see a couple of comments. How hard is it? Just go, Jim, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Star it, love it, follow it, all that good shit on whatever podcast app you do use. Please get around it. It does help. And I've loved uh, getting a couple of the Spotify wrapped from folks out there. I, I promise to try harder to go on at everybody's rap next year. You know? The thing was, I guess I spent most of, like, the start of this year, 2023, uh, with the brand-new job, the brand-new baby. Uh, so we weren't doing the daily shows. But now I'm back in the, you know, swing of things doing daily shows. Hopefully, I'm going to put in the hard yards. Yeah? Anyway. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats. They They rule. And so do Joshua De Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex, Green, 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 and Dozers. All the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports train Australian band, so should you. All right, we'll close out with the classic Cooking with Bainsey, and we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. I trust you will. I'm going to have my foot up on the couch watching hoops. Not a bad weekend, if you ask me. All right, this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... Light a heart, and now
1: the worst
0: of days.
1: The, worst of the worst
0: of- Cooking with Bains is filmed in front of a live
1: studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with. Beansy with your host, Aaron (laughs) Bangers-Beans. G'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you all? Oh, look at you over there. (laughs) i see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Banesy. I am your host, Aaron Bangers-Beansy. Alright, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favourite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the Terps. It's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza! Oh, yes, that's right, I love me some Hawaiian pizza, and it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? And also, hey, just just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every center in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, (laughs) all right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongy, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now, don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it, unless you want to be, like, all fancy pants and shit. Uh, Because then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese and the key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now, just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with a tomato paste. Whoa. Yep, There you go. Smooth it out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally with the dead pig. Come on, man. you got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right. Now, drain your pineapple into the sink, or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know, just throw it around, and then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. Just wang her in there in the oven. There you go. Just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right, now here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, you whip her out. You chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza-loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue, because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there, just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone. Bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza because this is just bloody delicious, mate. All right, how easy was that? Cool, there you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some Hawaiian pizza. All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.